Let's do it. So today I'm going to be speaking to former teammate Danny Botang. Used to play for Arsenal and Leicester City. How's it going, Botang? You okay? Good, brother. Good to see you. Good to see you as well, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming been on. Been a while. Been a while. Been a while. Yeah, it's been too long. You still look the yeah. same. Still look fresh. <laughs> Apart from this little, yeah, this little growth on my face. <laughs> no greys yet. I've, I've got a few greys coming through at the moment, man. So. You know, I get one random one every now and again, and then <laughs> I pull that out, and I've got a good six months run again. Oh, that's good, man. Nah, nice to see you fresh face again. Just obviously, yeah. thanks for coming on. Just let everyone know kind of how's things, how are you, how's life at the moment, what you're up to. Yeah, life's really good, man. Life's good. Uh, just doing, uh, I mean, 42 soon. Like, the, the years are ticking on, but yeah, just I just do the family man stuff now, man. But everything's about the kids, really. Go to work. If I'm not at work, I'm at home with the kids doing family stuff, really. This stuff's pretty much the same as me. So talk to me about work. Like, what does work look like uh, nowadays for you? So work nowadays, I'm a London black cab driver. Hmm. So I kind of, I go to work when I, I'm self-employed. So I go to work when I when I kind of want to go to work. And okay. it's, uh, my, my missus works in law. And so she goes into work a lot. So the balance is good for us. I go, hmm. I can do the school runs. I'm there to pick up and I get to spend quite a lot of time with my kids, right? Whereas, you know, I've got friends who go to work seven in the morning, come home seven at night, don't really see them till yeah. the weekend. But yeah, so I'm about in the day to sort of help out with getting them to and from school and uh, after school activities or whatever. Mm. That's good to know, man. Everyone's looking for that kind of work, that's work life balance nowadays, especially yeah. as a result of COVID and that. I think it's opened up a few people's minds. Um, yeah. to kind of work and, and spending time with family and things like that. So obviously it's good to know that you've got that balance. Talk to me about um, like the taxi, uh, the taxi role. Because I remember, I think when you were first looking into it, I don't know about the dates, but I'm going to go back probably 2002, three maybe there or thereabouts. I remember yeah. speaking to on the phone and you said you were kind of looking to go down that field. So talk to me about, yeah. talk to me about your kind of transition, your retirement process and your thought process behind it. Uh, well, it kind of, it was funny how I fell into it. Well, an ex, uh, someone I used to play with years ago, uh, Danny Chapman, his name is, his mm. dad was a black cab driver. And I was playing semi-pro football. I think I was, I was, I was at Harlow Town at the time. Mm. Um, so coming to the end of like, you know, realising that football wasn't going to be my career anymore. Mm. Um quite a sharp fall from playing at one level to just, you know how it goes, you, 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 as you drop down, it's like you drop into that level. Mm. And then I just, do you know what I mean? So I ended up playing and then I thought, right, I need to kind of do something to, you know, a, a career, study, whatever. And I just happened to be with um, Danny Chapman and his dad one day. And his dad was like, why don't you do the knowledge? It wasn't any something I'd ever thought about doing. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And he was like, look, it, you'll never be rich, but you'll never be poor. He said, you'll be able to have a good life and the freedom is, you, you can't beat it. You go to work when you want, you choose what you want to do. Mm. Um, so I thought, oh, let me have a look on it. Let me have a look at it. I looked into the kind of salaries they earn and, and everyone I knew who was a black cab driver seemed to have things together. Do mm. you know what I mean? I had 
their house sorted, had a, you know holidays with their family and stuff like that. And as you know, when you come out of football, you kind of think, well, where's that coming from for me? What am I going to do? What what skills have I got? I think maybe football's a bit different now, where they they take more time to to help you to transition. Whereas with us, when you finished playing, you were on your own, mate. You were just out there, you know, in the wild, trying mm. to fend for yourself. Trying to fend. It's 100% true, yeah. I mean, obviously, we compare our day going back, what, 20, 20 odd years, completely different yeah. in terms of salary, infrastructure, the yeah. health and resources yeah. that's readily available at your fingertips. Uh, yeah. Obviously, social media and everything's more kind of readily available online and stuff like that. So, so it's a lot more. Um, kind of easily accessible in terms of information for roughly yeah. especially footballers nowadays. But even even saying that, there's still we still hear those stories where people have kind of got a loss of or feel a loss of identity. They don't know where yeah. to go when it comes to kind of uh, retiring from their chosen sport and things like that. And that can be for various reasons. Um in terms of yourself, kind of how was your when it came to the day of like hanging up your boots, so to speak, like how did you feel? How was your retirement process? What kind of thoughts and, and kind of situation did you find yourself in? I think I was kind of ready. Mm. I was ready at the time. Um, I'd been thinking about, right, this, although, you know, semi-pro money you're getting, back then I was probably getting about £400 a week. I was, mm. I was working as well. Do you know what I mean? I think at the time I was working in the estate agents. Um, mm. So I was, I was working as well and combined salaries, oh, yeah, it's all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. But I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. Mm. But, and I knew that football wasn't going to be what I wanted it to be anymore. So, mm. so I, I remember the day when I decided, like, the decision came. And it was taken. I was playing a game for Redbridge at the time. Mm. And this 18-year-old kid pinged the ball in the channel. It was a dead ball, dead ball. I turned mm. around and I'm like, why are you chasing that? I'm walking back. <laughs> I've, got, I've got this 18-year-old kid screaming at me. Ah, fucking dad, blah, fucking this, fucking I'm like going crazy. I said, yeah. <laughs> me, mate. That's me. <laughs> I walked in the changing room and um, was it Dean Holdsworth? I think he was the manager. I said, yeah. Bruv, I'm out, mate. I'm out. He said, what do you mean? There's my tracksuit. I'm done. Yeah. I knew then that was the day that I decided, and I think that was like 2005, six. So that was even a couple of years after I spoke to you about yeah. toying with the idea. And so, but I'd still playing at the time. So yeah. I was still, and that, like I said, I was working and playing. So that money was all right. Mm. But then that moment there, that actual moment was, yeah, <laughs> that was when I said, yeah, that's it. That's it. Wow. I've lowered myself to these levels now, and I've got kids shouting at me like, I'm done. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Just like that. And then, so yeah, you've obviously said that and you've gone, up, you've gone ahead with it, you've followed through, as you mentioned. And then, did you seek any help from, like, the PFA or... Yeah, the, the, or the PFA, that's the one bit of help. The only, the only bad thing I have to say about it is you have to go and look for that help. Yeah. It's not, it's not just readily offered to you. You don't know about it until you speak to other people and they say to you, oh, listen, once you've been a pro footballer, you're a member of the PFA forever. So mm -hmm. any help you ever need... You know, and that, and that took another another expo to say to me that like that. And then I contacted them. They were really good. They they sent me, even though I had a little bit of money around me, they still sent me money 
to sort of clear any outstanding car payments I had. I mean, I even had a, they said, write everything. They said, everything you got that's outstanding, mm. put it down on the paper. I had a parking ticket, but they paid that as well. But <laughs> they, were, they were absolutely brilliant. That's good. And, um, going forward from then, when I went to do the knowledge, mm. like by then I'd been out of football for, I think, so from the moment I made the decision to start in the knowledge, probably a, a year or so went by. Okay. Um, and so I needed help to get like a moped. To, I mean, all the all the stuff that you would need, contacted yeah. the PFA, they sent me out a check. So they paid for my my moped at the time so I could do the knowledge, you know, mm. any books I needed, they were covered, they covered by that. So yeah, they were really good for me. Um best thing I ever did in my life, mate. Really? Hands down. Yeah, hands down. Oh. That's good to hear. You mentioned like the knowledge. So for those that don't know, just just let us know like what the knowledge means. So it's a, a, I don't know what I call it, a topical test of London. So basically Charing Cross is the middle of London. You have to learn the streets, a six mile radius of that. Mm. Um, but you have to know, it's like, I think there's like 20,000 points of interest. Like you just have to know everything. And you have, there's a process of the knowledge is, it takes well it took me three years basically really um, so yeah you learn london learn all the points and then you go to be tested there's three different stages that you're tested at um and then once you pass all those stages then you can become a cab driver what i liked about it was in other industries you you, you get into the industry you start at the bottom mm. from day one of being a black cab driver i was earning the same money as people had been doing it 30 40 years okay so that, that was the, that was a big difference for me. And uh, I'll be honest, when it came to, by the time I actually came to finish the knowledge, I remember I probably had about 400 pounds left in my account. Okay. Like, like the day yeah. I finished, like literally I was, and that was in times where I was, I had my ups and I had my downs. Yeah. Um, but when I first finished football, to get by, like I'm from a council estate in Islam. Um, to get by, I went back to doing what I know. It wasn't wasn't all good. Mm. You know what I mean? I sort of, but it got me through. It got yeah. me through. Like, and getting towards the end of the knowledge, when I realised I was going to be able to make an honest living, I kind of did it when I like, did the other stuff when I needed to. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't, I've got no no worries about saying like you do what you do to get by. Do you know what I mean? You do what you do to get no, not everyone might agree with it, but that's you know, if you're from if you're from the streets, you go back to the streets, mate. It's, yeah, it's, I hear you. I mean, essentially you gotta do what you gotta do, especially if you've got a family, you're obviously trying yeah. to support them in the best way possible. So yeah, I mean, thanks for sharing that. Obviously, I know you personally because we, we played at short uh, well, played for a short period of time at Leicester when you joined from Arsenal. Um, so I kind of know your character and stuff like that. So I know what potential transferable skills you've taken from football to kind of cab driving and then all the other things that you've kind of done in between. So just let everyone know kind of what your transferable skills were that you've kind of taken from football into your life at the moment. Just, I think football gives you that. The one thing I miss from football is that that messing around every day. You're going into, going into work with a load of your mates just basically pissing around all day. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like when you're playing football, you're serious, but 
you know I mean? The days when we were living together, when we was like, come home and we'd get the Nintendo 64 out, GoldenEye, yeah. Mario Kart, like, for yeah. hours. You know I mean? like, I'm missing yeah. that, you know, because being a, being a black cab driver, it's a good job, it pays well, but you're on your own. Mm. You know what I mean? So I missed, I missed that part of it. But it's definitely given me those people skills to, mm. to talk to, you know, in football, you get people from all different areas, different walks, different places in the country. Do you know what I mean? You, and mm. you all bond yeah. over the love of, of, of the love of football. When I'm out mm. and about, I'm a, you know I mean? I like to, I'm, I'm a friendly person. I, I, mm. I find it easy to communicate with people. So when I'm out and about, it's the, the job's, it, it's, it's for me, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm out, I find it easy. Yeah. Like I said, it, it, it gives me a lot of freedom. And with like, from a footballing perspective, do you think retirement should be approached in a different way? So obviously, go back 20 years, whenever, say we were 18, 19, and someone said, oh yeah, like consider retirement, like your thought process behind it, you kind of shrug it off because you're thinking, well, I'm only 18, 19, I've got years yeah. left in the game, I'm not yeah. even going to think about it. So do you think it should be approached in a, in a different way? Because I always used to think it was a bit of a negative conversation to have when you're yeah. younger. Yeah, I, I think you're probably the same as me. Not becoming a footballer was never in my head. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I went to Arsenal when I was about 10, 11. So my whole, yeah, about 11. So my whole school life, whatever, I was known as Danny, the boy plays for Arsenal, you know? And back then things were different. If you were at a club, you were a decent player. There wasn't all these academies and whatever you know if you were affiliated with a club properly you you had something about you so I grew up going through the ranks at Arsenal learning a lot like we had some brilliant brilliant footballers at that club like brilliant footballers and so I learned my trade my trade there um and we had a lot of support compared to other other teams you know mm. I think the more back then the more money the club had the how bigger the club was the more resources they had but mm. even then education wasn't really a thing. Mm. And I think you should be, kids now, they should be showed more that there is life after football. It's not the be all and end all. You can still go on to be successful, own your own house, you know, have a family, do all the things that normal people do. Like, and it's not, you're not a failure. It's mm. a very small percent of people that actually make it to the top and have a very, very successful career at it. Like, out of, all the people I played with at Arsenal over the years, people had careers. People definitely had careers, but actual ones who went to the top, two or three, maybe. Um, mm. All the people that I've ever, you know, come across in football in in my in my time, and mm. I think that's really important. Now they do, they definitely do better. I think I was watching a program on TV about Crystal Palace um, and their academy, and mm. that whole the meetings afterwards when you'd be released and and stuff like that. It, we didn't get any of that. We didn't get any of that. None of that. Yeah. It was like you've been released. <laughs> You're on your own. You yeah, know what I mean. Um, I remember when I when I got released from Arsenal. There wasn't really much on the table. They they weren't. They were unsure whether they were going to offer me something. They were, and that was a real down point for me. That there mm -hmm. was like, well, like, am I good enough? Am I not good enough? Like, mm. um, and then I remember going. To, you know the little short exit trials yeah uh, we went there and obviously boys who'd been released they hadn't actually made a decision on me then mm. but i wanted to go just to give myself the the best option um 
So all the boys from clubs all around the country, big clubs, small clubs, we all went to these trials. I think there was about, must have been about 60 boys there mm. at the time. And they split you up into different teams and all the scouts from all the country, all over the country would come and watch. And so it was like a weekend thing. We were there for about three days we were there for. And then you come home. Yeah, so it was like, no, it was a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You came home at the weekend. Yeah. Um, I remember coming home, coming back, going back to our training on the Monday morning at Arsenal and getting called into the office by Liam Brady. And he said, well, I don't know what you did at the weekend, but you must have had, you must have played well because we, I think they had like 14 offers from clubs. For me. Wow. Yeah. And, um, like who wanted to come up, wanted me to go there and have a look at me. And then I looked sorted through, uh, Tottenham was on there. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But in my head, I wanted to get out of London to get my head down, to yeah. be able to focus on football. Mm. That's, when I, that's when I came to Leicester. Mm. When I came to Leicester. Um, yeah, just, it was uh, a good time. It's good times. Yeah, we had a good time. I remember you coming. I was like, "Wow, okay." Um, yeah. I was like, "Obviously, I was still in the youth team for the same age." So I was like, "That's another great addition to the youth team." And we had a decent team yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was good. And then um, just go back a little bit. You mentioned obviously the youth team and the, the players that you played with at Arsenal. I yeah. know a lot of them anyway, just through playing against them and stuff like that. But just let everyone know, like the caliber of player that you were playing with, like in the youth team and stuff. Uh, so. Biggest ones, obviously. Ashley Cole was in my youth team, really good friend of mine growing up. Um, who else? Uh, we had Paolo Vanazza, mm-hmm. obviously played Champions League for Arsenal. Um, Julian Gray went on to play. We had um, a couple of the younger ones as well. Jay Boffroyd, um, yeah. another player. I always say he's the greatest player I've ever played with, David Noble. Yeah. Um, one of the, mate, you know Nobles, mate. Right, what, yeah. a player, what a player. The, the, the best player I've ever played with who should have been like, you know, he should have been a world beater. Yeah. Should have been a world beater. He was unbelievable. Uh, what a player. Um, who else did my youth team went on? Cano. Cano went and had a good career. Yeah. Uh, county and stuff. Uh, yeah. He did really well. Reese Weston, another one. Another good yeah. friend of yours from, from Lily Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that's, that's, there, was, there was a few, but they're the ones, the only ones that I could really think. Actually, Greg Lincoln did all right. But mm-hmm. again, another player who I don't think reached full potential. Yeah. Yeah, I always remember playing against Arsenal and like, the team was just ridiculous. It was just scary. Um, yeah. But yeah, just, it's obviously, it's hard. And people don't realise, obviously, when you've got, obviously, when you're playing, Ashley Cole wasn't Ashley Cole that everyone knows, but you know that he's no, no. essentially got uh, greatness on the cards moving forward but yeah. it's tough and people don't realise they assume that you're there and it's like it's guaranteed and it, nothing's really guaranteed at all anything no, not at all. injury all. new manager comes in we've all been there when you've been in the team new manager comes in and then you kind of run the bench yeah, then not, yeah. and I think I think a lot of a lot of it depends on the person that you are mm. you know um, and the input you've got if you've got good people around you if 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 you're the kind of person who wants to work that much harder, like I look back now and think I didn't do enough mm. to be a pro footballer. I didn't be, I didn't do enough. You know, like when we was living in Leicester, any chance we got, I was back to London. Like yeah. there'd be times when you'd be at the house, like just I'm chilling. I'm not even bother. I can't be bothered. I'm gonna rest. 
Me, I'm gone, mate. Straight back to London. I'm partying. I'm out in the clubs. I'm out in the West End. Do you know what I mean? I'm living life. In my head, I'm a, I'm a baller already, mate. But I've yeah. Got a program, but yeah, I'm a baller already. But Whereas now, if I had my time again and I was advising me, I'd be like, you know what? Enjoy yourself, but take time sometimes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, them, them days where there's something going on a Wednesday night, but you're playing on Saturday, do you really need to drive to London to go out on a Wednesday night to get back for training on Thursday morning? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Even I mean. we're on a different level, because I remember, like, yeah. obviously, Andy Inky used to, I think he used to be in a car school with him. Yeah, and yeah. Just fly in the car with him. Um, but obviously, it's easy. For me, it's, I'm, I'm from Leamington, so my social life is completely different. I, I venture out to Birmingham, sometimes London, like now and again. Yeah. London was just a different world to me. Um, yeah. But I remember, obviously, you're obviously from London. You've got your friends, your Arsenal teammates and stuff that were down there. And it's tough to say no as a youngster because you're still growing up. You're still discovering who you are and things like that. So, yeah, but I remember obviously you flying back on the motorway and stuff and up. I just yeah. chilling with the pigs or whatever. But that's life. It is what it is. Yeah. And who's to say if you didn't do that, that you would have made it? You just don't know. Like, it's, yeah, hindsight's a great thing. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And like, now I know that I should have been you know, playing football and thinking of what if, mm. what if I don't, what if I don't make it? But at a time, I don't want to think about that. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I, and that's what I say about having good people around you to guide you. Like my mum brought up like, me and my brothers and sisters on, on our own. Mm. So my dad was there in the periphery, but do you know what I mean? Not advising me, not really. Yeah. And you know, when, when it's coming from your dad, you, as a, as a man, you feel like, oh, yeah, you must know what I'm going through. When your mum's yeah. telling you things like that, you're like, well, what do you know? Mm. Do you know what I mean? You don't, you need, you definitely need that that guidance, that that arm around your shoulder to sort of say, well, listen, what you're doing here, if you're not really doing, you know, it's not right for you, but mm. try this instead. Yeah. Obviously, since since, since then, though I do the cafe, I've done a few other things as well. I am um, part of discovering how, like, you know, out of football, what I wanted to do, I, I had, I went and done a, a life coaching course. Okay. Um, part of, so my friend, a friend of my good friend of mine, Jeff Brazier, yeah. he's, a, he's a life coach. And he said, Dan, it's for you, mate. You'd be brilliant at it. Like, you're really good at talking to people. You're empathetic. You know, you, you, you can make people feel good about themselves just by talking to you sometimes. And, some reason I'm like his guy he calls to when he wants to have a chat and clear his head and mm. gives me a call every now and again and just <clears throat> lets it all out. Um, yeah. and so I went and did this course. On finishing the course, I um it wasn't really wanted where I wanted to go. I didn't want to just be a life coach and doing that. So at some stage, I've still got that. At some stage, I would like to transition just transition that into helping you know, ex-football, ex kids coming mm. out of football um, in getting their frame of mind right, you know, yeah. and, and the opportunities and, and the questions that you ask yourself, well, what am I going to do? Mm. It's kind of hard to fix fixate on anything yeah. when you've got so much going through your head. It's hard to say, right, I'm specifically going to go and do this. Yeah. Uh, do you know what options are? To, what do you enjoy doing? What what do you, How do you see your working life? You know, there's so many different things like um, I look at my job now being a black cab driver and it's not a glamorous job 
mm. not a glamorous job. Like, do you know I mean, there's much other things that I could, I could have, you know, put my mind to and go and do, but it suits me and makes me happy. It gives me freedom mm. to go to work when I decide, whatever time of day I decide I want to go to work, I go to mm. work. If I don't want to go to work, I don't go to work. As long as mm. my bills are paid, I'm happy. It doesn't suit everyone, mm. but for me, perfect. Yeah. Um, again, during COVID, I'm sitting there thinking I need, I hated not being able to work. I hated mm. that. It's like I need another outlet. So since then, I've just, well, three months ago, finished my level three um, electrical installations. Wow. Yeah. So I'm always trying to, you know, do something. I've been a cab driver nearly, nearly oh, getting on 14 years now. So mm. every now and again, I get this little, right, let me go and learn something. Let me try and try and better myself. So in the near future, I'll be going to work like maybe one day a week with, got a couple of friends on standby who are electricians. Yeah. Um, just one day a week, just to learn the trade. And I've done, a, I've dabbled a bit in property. So the, the, the end goal with that is to be able to, sort of buy properties and do the work myself rather than having to get an electrician in, get a plumber in, get, a, you know, I'll be able to do most of it myself and that way I can earn more money from doing it. Yeah, that's class, man. You mentioned loads of things there and, like, you said it as if it's nothing. And I, like I so said, I know you to a degree because I, I lived with you in Dixon and stuff and played with you as well for about a year. And I always remember, like, even at the age of, like, I don't know, let's call it 17, 18, you're always, like, enterprising. You're always... Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and buy this car and I'm like, huh? And then you come back with like a new car at the weekend. Like, do you remember that Jeep that you got? Yeah. 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 And then you always, always had like fingers in pies and that, like like legit stuff though. And I was like, yeah. it's always interesting. Um, and then obviously now it's like you haven't changed. You haven't really changed. The hustle from I'm from a like we didn't have much growing up. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I was that kid who who didn't go on the school trips because my mum couldn't afford it. Mm. And like the older I got, I realised that my mum couldn't afford it. I, I used mm. to think, you know, when you're young, you think, oh, why me? It's like everyone else gets to go. You don't realise mm. like what your parents are going through at the time to yeah. make just to put food on the table. Do you know mm. what I mean? And there were six of us, mate. So it was it, it weren't easy for her, you know. Um, but uh, from straight from school, obviously, I went straight into football. And so but I always had to have that little bit going on just to make my money up. So yeah. I think the way I am now, that hustle comes from, from my mum, like, really. Yeah. I look back now and I think, I don't know how she did it. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we always had food, we always had clothes. But yeah. we, have a, we have two salaries now. And sometimes, you know, you still got to save for stuff. You still got to put away for stuff. All right, like, things are a lot better than they, they could that I mean than they could be. But mm. I just yeah, amazing. I, I, I don't know. I know things were cheaper, but still she did it yeah. on it. She did it on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Similar to me, I big families, four brothers, two sisters, both parents were, were living together and stuff. So I always had like, my mum and dad there. And it's the same thing, like mum was a stay-at-home mom and my dad used to go and work and stuff. And like you said, it's that hustle. So for me now I've got my main job and then I've got um, two and an executive director roles and I do a bit of mentoring as well. So there's always something that I always like to kind of not necessarily look for the next best thing or something new, just like to keep myself occupied. I like helping people. I think all the jobs that I've kind of been involved with, they've always been kind of helping people in some type of way. Um, you mentioned before about kind of um, more helps needed and stuff. And like, what, what angle do you see more help being integrated into 
society now, like football, sport in general? Um, I just think that the, the support from the off night, you know, like you get gassed as a player. Like there's a lot of money involved in football. If you can get your first year pro contract, can make you in this day and age. You know what I mean? Mm. There's, there's there's first year pros on twenty grand a week in some clubs. You know, mm. it's it's a different world, but a lot of pressure comes with that too. Mm. And there's, there's, the scales of it are so so different. There should yeah. be like a I don't know more impetus put on you know guiding that player into all right. If you're not going to be a footballer, I th- do you know what? It's hard because depending on what level you're at, if you're at the top, you're just going to drop down. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And give it a go. And then you're going to drop down and give it a go. If you're, yeah. I think it's more at the, the lower levels mm. that more work needs to be done because a lot of the big clubs now, like you saw Crystal Palace, they're Premier League clubs. Mm. Are the other clubs doing the same thing? Mm. You know, are, are there enough opportunities for them if they haven't been studying? I don't know how it really works now. I know they do make them study a lot more now. Mm. Uh, we did some one day a week leisure and tourism course where the guy used to tell us the answers because we knew <laughs> we weren't going to do it anyway. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We were just, yeah. just messing around. It was a day off from football for us, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think maybe as well, maybe there should be people in the clubs, you know, working with them, like, doing these kind of things before it comes to that. Because mm-hmm. we all know it's only 1% is going to go all the way. That's it, that's it. And with that then, so have you got like any advice for any footballers, athletes out there going forward? Yeah, get your head down. <laughs> you can enjoy life later, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can enjoy life later. That would be my thing. Stay focused. Mm. Stay focused. Like, be the best you. Be the best you can be. Do you know what I mean? If it means working extra hard, like... Give you an example like when we finished training, we finished training, bro. We were gone. We'd mm. be running into the change room to get home to see who could get on the 64 first. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nowadays, people are staying bound after training, working on stuff. That's what we should have been doing. Mm. Sitting behind, working on passing, working on your touch, working on your finishing, whatever you can. Mm. What else are you going to do? You're going to go home and play computer like, like what we did. Like, you've got, yeah. as a footballer, you have a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. So, yeah, my advice to a young footballer, especially the ones who, I'm living in the city city centres, like council estates, and you know the ones who have grown up with the man them, and the man them are doing madness, mm. and you're on the periphery. That was me. Mm. My friends are doing madness. I've got one foot in there, one foot in the football world. Mm. The football world saves me, man. Mm. Going playing football, whether I made it as a footballer uh, to the level I wanted to be or not, mm. football saved me. Otherwise. I would have been out doing all sorts of madness, not through because I'm a horrible person, but survival. Yeah. To survive, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Nah, I really appreciate you coming on. It's good to catch up, and it's just a shame that it's, like, years that we haven't spoken of that, and obviously... That's, oh, that's life, mate. Family, family comes first now, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's it. I don't know about you, but I don't have much time on my hands. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, if I'm not working, I'm doing something with the kids. If I'm not doing something with the kids, I'm not working, I might get that time. I just want to sit on the sofa, mate. Yeah, I'm the same. No one else in the house. I can just sit there, chilling. That's <laughs> what I want on TV. That, yeah. That's great. But that don't happen much, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, nah. Nah, I hear you. I hear you. 
No, like I said, thanks for coming on. Um, if you want to just let everyone know, like, where we can find you on the socials. Ooh, I don't know about that. No, I'm joking, <laughs> um, I don't even know, but see, that's the thing. Social media, I don't really, I'm on it, but I'm not really, I have to have a look. Let me have a look. Um, <laughs> well, where we can find. find you as well, like cab driving as well, obviously London, but any particular area. I'm a, I'm a self-employed black cab driver. I'm out and about all over the place. I'm back where, <laughs> yeah, wherever I'm at. Um, 1980 Danny B is my Insta. Awesome. Well, like I said, um, thanks for coming on. Um, hopefully keep in touch on that. Good luck oh, with Abby in and the property and all the other things that you mentioned that you're doing. Uh, I'll keep an eye out and uh, yeah, we'll go from there, bro. Cool. Nice one, Dan. Good to talk to you, bro. You too. See you later. Yes, bro.